Previously on that Cthulhu John. It's actually eerily calm. Probably pretty shook. Why is it over my shoulder? I'm gonna call Thompson and I'm like pissed. Uh, that's fucking bullshit. I was there. That was no fucking bear. This message is for Heather Snakehole. You've been listed for the emergency contact for Mildred Feebly. <gasps> I'm gonna find out who did this to you. We were wondering if you do restorations of artwork, sir. I'd be happy to take a look and see if there's any uh, skill I might lend to the situation. Inside the statue, there is a sheet that is all written in Russian. Thanks for joining us for that Cthulhu John episode seven. Lucky number seven. Uh, we are a real play call of Cthulhu podcast. I am George, your keeper of arcane lore. And with me are my friends and investigators, Chad. What's up? Chuck. Are you ready to rock? <laughs> and Jenny. Hey, nerds. All right, guys. So last we left off, if I remember right, uh, Walter was looking into repairing the statue. He found that there was a crack in the top of it that led down into the hollow statue. And he found a scroll in there, which he took out and unraveled, and it was all in Russian. So, Walter, where do you go from here? Well, fortunately, I chose to do this in a bookstore. I'm going to see if we have any Russian to English dictionaries. There are many Russian English dictionaries that you have actually in the bookstore. However, uh, you feel like it would take you a really long time to translate all of this shit uh, from Russian into English if you wanted to do that. But give me an education roll. One ain't gonna do it. Um, jeez, yeah, I don't think I want to spend luck on that just yet. Yeah, so you're thinking to yourself, mm, do I really want to do the the actual translation, you know, word for word like that? If you want, you can push that education roll with a little bit of, um, I guess, more forethought into ways of going about doing this without having to get a Russian to English dictionary. Well. No, I mean, yeah, shit. <laughs> I'm not sure, really. Um, not really knowing anything about it, and the, um, I guess, uh, the history surrounding the artist itself. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know that he would want to really bring somebody in on this. Okay. But, um, how, uh, like, is this like a one-page kind of thing with small writing? What, what exactly am I looking at? All right, so this uh, page of writing that's all in Russian, uh, it's two sides of the page of paper. Okay. Do we have a copy machine at the uh, bookstore? Absolutely. Okay. Um, well, then, uh, I think I might try to take a photo and a copy of it 
Uh, both sides. Probably take several photos just in case. What are you rolling? Well, I figured out we need some photography. Um, You're taking pictures of the scroll itself, documentation. The scroll itself. Oh, I actually, see. take pics. Hmm. Actually, you know what? Scratch that. Maybe I shouldn't take pictures of it, but I do still want to copy it. All right, no cost to you a nickel. Uh huh. For both sides, it's a good deal right there. Might have to make two. All right, so you make yourselves two copies of the uh, original scroll that was in Russian. And I inspect it thoroughly. I mean, make sure that everything is included on the copy and that it's legible and all that stuff. Okay. Change the photo print setting if need be. Gotcha. All of your copies come out crystal clear and uh, very much recognizable. How long does it look like it would take me to hand copy all the information on this? Considering that you would be copying it just shape for shape and not really understanding what the letters mean, mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go ahead and say it'll probably take you about an hour. That sounds very reasonable. I get to work on that immediately. All right, so you made copies with the copy machine and now you're doing a hand copy? Yes, but I'm okay. kind of leaving a space as if I were to uh, translate it later and like, you know, pencil in the words or whatever. So I'll leave like a like a sentence space under each of the sentences that I copy. Okay. That makes sense. So we'll say that that takes us out to about four o'clock in the afternoon for you. It's Friday, right? This is Saturday, actually. Oh, that's right. Um, well, the last thing I need to do is maybe check out a hardware store. Uh, and or maybe a place that makes keys, if there's a place that does both, that would probably be best. Yeah, uh, you can get, go to uh, any neighborhood hardware store. I don't know if, was Home Depot and like... Heckinger's. Heckinger's back then, Heckinger's yeah. back then. Might have been Hecht's. Oh yeah. Hecht's, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I'm gonna say that there's none, no real hardware stores downtown. How about a plumbing place? Like place that would sell plumbing, like hardware that you could fix stuff like DIY? Just go sure. buy a toilet. Uh, you know what, give me a luck roll on that one. Ooh, 73, that doesn't look... Uh, no, he's not quite that high. No good there either. Eh, you can't find any plumbers either. Hmm. Not in the area, anyway. There's plenty once you get outside Center City. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. How secure is the, uh, that little, uh, study that he has in the back of the bookstore? I'm going to say that it has a pretty solid door, but it's still an indoor door, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, look around the study itself. Is there anywhere in the room that I could kind of uh, like cover the statue and kind of like shelve it so it doesn't look like there's, you know, a super weird statue sitting out and about in the middle of the room? I'm going to say you have maybe some odd corners of the room where you have books piled up and you can kind of hide it behind the books. Okay, yeah, that works pretty good then. So I'll do that, take a little time to stow it away carefully, um, try to arrange the books around it so that if anybody does place something on top of this, it's not going to crush it. All right, sounds good. I'm going to head out for some supplies afterwards. Where are you headed to? 
I mean, I guess whatever hardware store would be closest to where I'm at. Maybe something in South Philly. I'm going to say that there's something in West Philly that you can get to that's a little closer. Like right over, you know, that uh, that bridge that goes over, what is that, the Schuylkill? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, given its location, that would probably make sense then. Mm -hmm. So, uh, as I mentioned, parking out behind this joint last time, I think I'll make for the Pinto and uh, get on the road. Okay. So you get on the road, uh, head out to West Philly, where you find the uh, hardware store in question. And as you walk in, uh, it's pretty dead in there. An elderly gentleman, gray hair, gray mustache, comes up to you and goes, uh, yeah, can I help you with anything? Uh, yes, hopefully a couple things. I uh, need a little solder, good strong epoxy, and perhaps something to melt the solder with. Says, okay, well, uh, we would have those supplies, uh, solder, epoxy, and other sort of fasteners. We're going to be in aisle eight. All right, and uh, do you make keys here? Sure we do. Good. Okay. Uh, where would I find the key-making station? Well, so if you, if you can just uh, hand me your key, I will go make one for you. Well, you know, it's actually a bit of a stranger request. Uh, I don't suppose you have any old uh, iron shavings around from uh, grinding down keys or anything, do you? He says to you, well, we have the shavings from the keys themselves, which are mostly made of nickel. Hmm. Well, that could help still. Uh, would it be possible to, I mean, obtain a, a small portion of those metal dusts, uh, shavings? Absolutely, sure. Uh, no problem. When I go to make a key, I'll just uh, pick up some of those shavings for you. Hmm. All right. In that case... Um he looks on his key ring and maybe grabs like a random uh, storage, you know, closet or something key from the store, the bookstore. Uh, he says, uh, this is all to do nicely then. Uh, one copy of this key, please. And he hands it to him. It's just a random key. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, so he takes the key. We're going to say that you find your soldering equipment. You find your epoxy. Nice. And... Then, after a couple minutes, you find the guy, or the guy finds you. Even better. And he says, uh, here's the key, sir. Hands you a small paper bag that has uh, something heavy in it. And he says, and here's those uh, metal shavings that you wanted. And he hands you another small paper bag it's much, that's a little bit lighter. Uh, it's got some uh, shavings in there. This should be perfect, uh, but just in case something else came up too, uh, how about a good strong file in case I need to make more shavings of my own later? Just, oh yeah, sure, we got a file, we got rasps. That sounds like the aisle I need, or aisles. Alright, so uh, you find yourself a, a, a file, one of those big metal ones. Yeah, uh, that, the two you know, different they sides. Cartoons to, they're using cartoons to saw out of prisons. Oh yeah. All that good stuff. Got the beveled edge, got the flat edge. I need it all. Mm -hmm. Write that down. Keep that with you. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> no, nobody carries those around. <laughs> well, in certain instances, maybe. Could uh, put it in his little briefcase. The damage on a file. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the impact or the sustained rubbing damage? The sustained rubbing. <laughs> 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 <Real> <laughs> 
burst Indian burn. <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. Um, all right, well, that sounds great. I gather up all the things that I need and uh, head to the register. So you get your supplies from the hardware store in West Philly. And you're ready to go on the road, but let's see what's happening with Lenny. Uh, who's that? Oh, right. <laughs> so Lenny, uh, when we last left you, where were you? Yeah, kind of, I'm. you know, I'm probably still in bed, uh, maybe nursing a terrible hangover. <laughs> That's right. You and you and Heather, Heather, both spent last night drinking until like seven in the morning or something like that. It happens. That's how we roll. <laughs> yeah. Heather managed to go to the hospital and find. Uh, she found her aunt Millie, who they called uh, her because they called Heather because she was Millie's emergency contact, and Millie's in the hospital at Roxborough Memorial right now but what did Lenny do what time did he wake up around he probably wouldn't be able to sleep too late even though just goes your habit of waking up early so there might be a like a eight or so and then like another nap around maybe ten okay get up have a little breakfast go back to sleep kind of thing yeah throw up crack one of them breakfast beers Drink a bunch of waters. Wolf. Uh, water. Um, You're going to want that And then back to bed. Probably got up again around 12.31. Okay, so around 12.31. More aspirin. You get up. And when you get up, you just, again, still just feel like shit. Like complete, total shit. In fact, give me a constitution roll. Every day for me. Ninety-three is not going to do it. Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to be moving for the rest of today. Yeah, just <laughs> lounging. Oh, even the TV hurts my head. <laughs> is this bird outside of my window? Fuck. <laughs> Pretty bad. But Heather. Yeah. You took a cab home after your visit with Millie. Getting kicked out of the hospital. If you're getting kicked out of the hospital for being drunk, basically. (laughs) I got flagged from the hospital. I forgot Mm -hmm. about that. Good times. It's an achievement. It should be. It's not. But you take a cab home. Uh, Around 8.30, back to home. We'll say it's around 9.30 when you get home in the morning. Mm -hmm. And... How do you feel at that point? Like, give me a constitution roll. Okay. Is that just the just one? Both of them? Just no, it's uh okay. both 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 dice. Both ten sided dice. Forty six. Oh. And your con at the top is seventy. Alright, so that's a almost a hard pass, but uh, that's a normal pass. That's good enough. Uh, you don't throw up or anything like that. I did. Yeah, I'm like 27, and so it doesn't like nothing, nothing hurts or something. Yeah. Indestructible. Heather, you you're feeling uh, pretty good. You do this a lot. I'm gonna say. Yeah, I think she has a problem actually. A little too long. <laughs> she might. But you're feeling not too bad, all things considered. Probably still a little drunk. What do you do after 9:30 when you get back home? I think there's. I want to go to a psychic near where I live. 
right. Because uh, she's... Crack open... No, I was going to say, because she's, like, way more freaked out than she's letting the guys know, because she feels stupid being like, no, that's definitely a fucking monster. And she doesn't want to go to, like, the loony bin. I gotcha. Uh, I, I still remember that individual's face being ripped off by those terrible teeth. <laughs> yeah, like, she's seen some shit. So, do me a f favor, Heather... Give me a luck roll. Okay. Eighteen. Wow. Okay. What's your luck at I don't currently? Know if it's good or bad. Um. Sixty-eight. Wow. Okay. So, given that very good luck roll, I'm going to say you look through the. Yellow pages. Mm -hmm. You find a couple psychics in there, but you find one that just kind of sticks out to you. It's on South Street, so it's a little further away. It just says, uh, Psychic on South. Does sound good. It's got a nice ring to it. <laughs> Seems legit. I'm home now, though, right? Like, I'm at my apartment? Yes, you are. I just call them to see if they're open or if they do readings, like, over the phone. So when you call them, there is an answering machine, and the answering machine gives you a message that they don't open until 10 o'clock. However, uh, it says that Miss Selena will be willing to do uh, free consultations over the phone. Yes. Okay, yeah, I'm in. Credit card out of my wallet. She's got bad credit anyway. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Call me now for your free reading. <laughs> oh, Miss Cleo. If only this were 90s. Oh, God damn it. 1991. Your psychic needs would have been in the bag by now. So, we're going to say it's, uh, you know, the half hour goes by pretty quick. And uh, 10 o'clock, you call Miss Selena. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the phone answers, and it goes, Hello, this is Miss Selena. How can I help you? I just, I have a... Um... A question about a family member who is in the hospital and some other things. Oh, I see. Someone who is on the mend currently or someone who is perhaps on the way out to the spirit realm? I don't, I don't really know. She doesn't seem like she's on the way here. Seems more like the way out. But I want to know... Who or what did this to her? I see, I see. Well, this would be very difficult to do over the phone, you see. To transcribe the energy from your uh, friend or family member, we would have to see you in person so that we can get the energy from you that you have received from them. You understand? I, I guess. I mean, I can come in there now. Very good, very good, yes. So, we are open. Uh, we will be open until 6 o'clock tonight. And you can stop by any time between 10 and 6 to see Miss Selena. I'll see you as soon as possible. All right. Heather, you get to Miss Selena's psychic office, the psychic office, the psychic on South Street. Give me a quick navigation roll. 
navigation roll both your things it is 10% on navigate if you don't have anything in there I got 53 and I have nothing in there okay so it's a 10% that you have to beat in that case uh, but 53 on the roll is going to be a fail um, so it takes you actually a little while to find the place it's not turns out it's not actually on South <laughs> Street it's right off of South Street regards to the name Psychus on South but 6th and South you eventually find the place uh, it's a little uh, closer towards like um, was that Bainbridge mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. next one over yeah, next one over. So it's a little closer toward Bainbridge, but you do mind you do manage to find it, uh, Psychicon South, and it's a very small storefront. It looks like one of those things where maybe they live above it. Okay. Real shifty looking. But there's just a there's a sandwich board out front, and it has a hand on it. It has an eye in the center of the hand, and it says uh, palm readings, tarot cards, tea leaves. And bones readings. Okay. You're gonna need that bone. <laughs> Bring them bones right over here. We're gonna read them. All right. So I, uh, I don't know. Is there a bell? I ring the bell. Well, there's just there's a there's a doorbell. Uh, the door is locked. Okay. Right, so mm-hmm. you ring the doorbell, and there is a small little girl that comes to the door. She's the the little girl's maybe about four foot tall or something like that. But you realize as soon as she gets to the door and opens it up that she's not a little girl, but she's a little person. Mm-hmm. It's that woman from Poltergeist. And she says, That's what I was thinking. That's exactly she... <laughs> what I was thinking. So you're here to see Miss Selena? Uh, yes, I am. Let me get her for you. And she escorts you into a small room. It has a large chair that is upholstered in very dense velvety kind of material uh it's got those big buttons in it so it looks puffy and plush and all that stuff but it's pretty ugly shade of green and she escorts you to that seat and across from it is what looks like a love seat and there's a table between the chair and the love seat the little person lady goes to the back room through a beaded curtain and after about 10 minutes of you waiting there, a rather elderly looking woman, uh, like indeterminably elderly, could be 70, could be 90, you're not exactly sure. She just is very prune faced, very wrinkled, dried up looking woman, raw, very, very large nose on her, couple warts around her, uh, eyebrow area and she comes in she has a she has a single cane comes in walking on a cane sits down uh this woman is uh she sits down in the middle of the love seat and uh you can see that her rear kind of takes up almost both parts of the love seat so she's like a kind of a little old lady but she got a big ass on her (laughs) she got a donk And she sits down in the love seat, taking up most of the two cushions. And she says to you, Yes, uh, my darling, how can I help you? Uh, I just, um, I've had a lot of crazy things happen to me in the last week. 
And, um... I can see your aura. It is very chaotic. I don't know how to say this, but I, I think I saw a monster eat a man's head at an auction. And, uh, my aunt also is, was missing, and now she's back. And I don't know why I have a feeling either they're related or a gentleman that I've become friends with did it to her. She says to you, well, this situation that you are in, again, I can see you have a very chaotic aura about you. But the situation you are in perhaps cannot be revealed simply through talking or aura reading. Perhaps we should break out the tea leaves, yes? Sure. Now, the tea leaves, they are not your standard way of reading someone's fortune, you understand. Um, the tea leaves speak the truth. The tarot cards reveal what is. The aura tells us how you feel at the moment. But the tea leaves, I feel, will be the way to go. Uh, this will cost you $50. Do you take credit cards? Oh, we do not, child. I'm sorry. This is a cash-only business. Uh, okay, I'll do it anyway. I figure Heather probably has a bunch of cash on her say, being like, a bartender. I'm, like, I'm broke, but I'm not, like, broke, broke. <laughs> but uh, $50 is a good chunk of change in 1985. So, if you feel like dropping it, that's all on you. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to say that you're going to have to take that out of your cash funds, though, because that's a little more than over, like, your daily spending limit. So this is spending level 200? Yes, yeah, spending level 200, and should have cash in there somewhere. 1,000. 1,000. Okay, so deduct 50 from that. And she says to you, yes, let's, uh, we will get the tea leaves. And she goes, to the, she goes through the beaded curtains again. And you're sitting there in the parlor where you've been seated and you're kind of looking around the room and it's kind of oddly decorated there's strange gold symbols on the walls next to pictures of various religious icons like buddha and jesus and you got like lao tzu up there too and like it's a mishmash of different religious things that you're seeing but after you're looking around for about five minutes or so she comes back and she has a cup it, it looks like it's steaming hot this cup and she brings it over and places it in front of you and she says now my darling inhale from the tea okay <laughs> so you put your head over it take a nice deep whiff I'm very stuffy. Sorry, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I just mowed the lawn. <laughs> so you take a nice deep whiff of the tea, and it's very aromatic, uh, almost flowery, actually. And she says to you, now, my darling, you must sip from the tea. You do not have to drink it all, but you must have to drink some of it. Okay. So you take a sip. It's really hot. It kind of burns the roof of your mouth a little bit. Miss Selena says uh, that there's enough that you can drink. And she motions for you to give her back the cup. As you hand her the cup, she takes a... Looks like a spoon, but it has a bunch of holes in it. Mm -hmm. And she scoops out from the cup some things. Dumps the... T 
tea into a bowl that's next to her, and then takes the tea leaves, throws them back in the cup, and starts looking over the cup. And she starts to look very concerned. And she says to you, tell me, the person that you are speaking of, that you are concerned for, are they very closely related to you? Well, it's my godmother, but... I see. Yes, you have a spiritual connection with this person, this woman, yes? Very much. I can see the deep connection here in the tea leaves. And she starts to move around the leaves a little bit with, uh, with her finger. She again looks, gets a very concerned look on her face. And she says, this person that you speak of, are they a violent person? My, my, my aunt? Your aunt? My is, godmother? Is she, is she a violent or a very angry person? No, not at all. Huh. Interesting. And she starts to keep looking through the leaves again. She looks back up to you. And she says, Your aunt is in grave danger. She is going to be visited by an evil spirit. Or perhaps already has been visited by it. I think the best course of action is to get your aunt here and we can see what is wrong with her aura level well i don't i don't i mean she's hooked up to a bunch of machines i don't i don't think that's possible oh she is injured yeah she was attacked and she was uh found naked and now she's in the hospital on a bunch of machines she says that explains this leaf here and she starts to show you the the cup with all the leaves in it. And she says, this leaf here shows vulnerability. This one over here, and she points to a weird crooked one. She says, this one shows a streak of violence or anger. However, it is cut in half. So I do not know exactly how to interpret this. I'm afraid that this is the furthest that I will be able to take this reading at this moment. Can you... Is there any way you could at least tell me if a person that I knew, that I know, did it? If I give you his card, can you feel it and tell me if he did it? Yes, it's something that has had contact with the person that you speak of? Yes. Very well. Hand it to me. All right. I hand it to her. She takes the card and she holds it and she holds it up to her head and she puts it in the cup with the tea leaves and then she lights a match throws it in there and starts burning and she blows it out looks in the cup and says no this person had nothing to do with this well that's a relief anyway but kind of still leaves me in the same position but I'm glad it wasn't my friend (laughs) (laughs) nice this person is he your friend He's a very nice man who I may have not been so nice to. Well, to reconcile is to be divine, my dear. Remember, always forgive those who have done you wrong or forgive 
or ask for forgiveness when you have done them wrong. You got it, sister. And uh, she says, she says to you, well, that is going to be uh, it for the reading today. When your aunt is out of the hospital, please bring her by. I will. Thank you so much, Miss Selena. He says, yes, my child, you may go. And uh, leave Miss Selena's place. I'm going to say when you leave Miss Selena's place, it's about approaching lunchtime. Uh, Lenny, uh, what are you doing <laughs> around oh. lunchtime? Are you are you up yet? Are you trying to block the sun? Trying to block the sun out. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Lenny, around two in the afternoon, your phone starts ringing, real loud, fucking ear piercing, like it's not helping with the hangover. <laughs> Get up and drag myself over to it. All right, so you drag yourself over to it, answer the phone. What do you say? Hello there. Ah, Lenny. So nice to talk to you again. You can tell right from the voice that this is Chucky. Mm, okay. Lenny, um, something that, again, that may not be best to talk over the phone, but perhaps come Monday morning, I can meet you at the uh, depot? Yeah, sounds good. I'll be there. Very good. Now, I don't want you to get concerned there, Lenny. This is this is all good stuff that's coming to you, all right? Just keep that in mind. Uh, yeah, sure. Just keep your mind at ease, all right? All right, that's reassuring. And we will talk later. And he hangs up the phone. Without saying bye, like they do in movies. No. <laughs> at least it wasn't Skinny Joey. Oh. <laughs> I know, right? Why couldn't he be the one that died? That fucking prick. Yeah, they always got to take the good ones. So you <laughs> finish out... Oh, I'm sorry. You finish up your call with Chucky. And what do you do from there? Kind of go back to sleep or just enjoy your weekend? What do you... I'd probably mope around the house for a bit. Um, yeah, I think I'm probably just going to, you know, call Saturday a wash. Okay. Stay in mostly and, uh, you know, fuck it. All right. So, Walter, what are you doing uh, for the rest of the day after around 4 o'clock? If it takes him any longer, uh, I might have to uh, stay in the store for a little bit because I forgot that I also need some sandpaper uh, various... You know, uh, grit variety. I'm going to say you could have picked that up while you were at the hardware store. That's excellent. Before you left there. All right. Well, then I head on back to the uh, bookstore and try to get to work. All right. So you start getting to work on the statue mm -hmm. to help restore it. Okay. So you start uh, kind of sealing it up, putting solder along the crack and everything. My idea was kind of to do a few layers, like the epoxy first, let that dry, and then see if that seals the crack to start with, and then try to do a little combination of some of the uh, shavings and solder. Try to smooth it down. What do you have under arts and crafts, other than photography? Anything like art restoration or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, that's... Finger painting is... That's his... Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I didn't know there was an arts and crafts on this list. I'm a stellar <laughs> finger painter, but no. Uh, so cute. He does have the antique restoration under his arts and crafts. That's fine. Uh, we're going to say that you put a lot of work into it, mm -hmm. um, but it's not enough to get it 
exactly where you need it to be quite yet. Uh, you work till the bookshop closes. Was it a Saturday? Let's say the bookshop closes at 9. And you still don't have it quite where you want it to be yet. Were you doing anything with that scroll of uh, Russian? Yeah, probably, because, I mean, I figured he would set the epoxy and let that dry, so it's probably going to take a bit of time before he gets to the next phase of it. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, his thought would be to try to translate it bit by bit. <sighs> Not really knowing anything about Russian, I'm sure that's going to be fun, since he doesn't really know any of these words or anything, mm-hmm. but... Um, uh, I don't I mean, if nothing else, um, I... In the time that it takes to have the epoxy start to dry, and you know, it's probably at least an hour or two in between um, him setting that. He could probably try to decipher a few words, see if he can get any ideas of what's in here. Tell you what, give me an intelligence roll. I would think just translating the words would be somewhat simple, but um, speaking the language or like phonetically translating them would be super difficult. Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't yeah, I don't think I'll be speaking at any time. Uh, he does pass his intelligence with 49. Is that a regular pass? It is. Regular pass. So I'm going to give you 1d4 days to decipher this. Fully. Two days. It's going to take it. Sounds good to me. Uh, he would probably not sleep tonight. He'd probably just work through the evening drinking coffee and if there's anything to eat here, he'd probably munch on whatever crackers or pretzels or whatever might be lying around. Uh, after the bookstore closes, Headley comes to you. He says, uh, Walter, do you want to close the, do you want to lock the store up after we're done here or are you going to go home? I know sometimes you stay in the, in the study little longer than the shops open so is this going to be one of those nights yeah i think uh, it's probably going to be a long night and uh he's got you know the handwritten page there and uh the russian english dictionary out so i've uh, got a little homework to do i'm going to give headley a spot hidden mole headley sounds like the name of the statue honestly <laughs> <laughs> he says to you what's that uh you're reading there is that russian yeah uh, Russian to English. Says, huh, do you need any help with that? You know Russian literature is my forte. Um, at this point... I gotta say, reading Crime and Punishment in its original language really adds a lot sounding and feeling language that it just reads better. It doesn't translate right into English, you know what I mean? And he's talking about, you know, he keeps going on about Russian literature and Dostoevsky and shit like that. Hmm. Uh, well, I mean, Walter would be interested in that. Um, he's um, He kind of goes with the conversation for a little bit. He says, uh, at this point, um, I'm still just kind of getting into it, but uh, if I do need some help later on, that's great to know that you're so knowledgeable on the subject. I may need your help later. He says, yeah, sure, absolutely. Anytime you need any, any assistance with anything Russian, really, uh, you just let me know, all right? That's great. Thanks, Edley. Seems pretty persuasive. So Headley leaves you alone, and he's just uh, set, asks you to lock up when you're done. Um, he wipes a bead of sweat from his brow, and uh, he's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that now. Actually, uh, I think uh, I'll probably be here for a few more hours." Okay. So Headley gives you the okay to go ahead and stay there for as long as you like, as long as you lock up. And what does Heather do with the rest of her day? 
After the psychic. I was gonna go and see if Walter was at the bookshop to apologize, but I want to punch his head in for not letting <laughs> scroll get fucking translated, you gatekeeping son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Well, I mean, chances are I'll probably have to talk to him again. <laughs> if he's still at Joe Clock's, I, like, am all inspired by the psychic to go, like, apologize. <laughs> All right, so you go by Joe Clock's bookshop. Uh, Walter, this is prior to uh, you staying all night. So Heather shows up around 2 o'clock. Okay. Uh, you hear the ding-a-ling of the bell. Head on out there. And you see Heather there. Uh, she's looking around, uh, I guess, somewhat impressed by the bookstore. This is uh, Heather. Uh, hey, uh... What, what brings you into the bookstore? And he gives you a wave from across the room. Comes to meet you. And, uh, oh, say, she runs over to him and, like, hugs him. And she's like, I'm so sorry. Millie's alive. She's in the hospital. I know that you what? didn't do it. I saw a psychic. She said it wasn't you. <laughs> Millie's in trouble, but I'm so sorry. I'm such a bitch. He's like, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa slow, slow down. Uh, you, you want some coffee or something? Uh, that's, that's quite a bit to take in there. And uh, he looks a little wide-eyed at some of the things you just said. Gestures to a little, like, um, I don't know, it's probably a small table with some fixings for coffee and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Old-school drip-style thingy thing. So you got your, your, your table of uh, coffee, and there's a couple little noshes on there, like uh, some finger foods. Oh, yeah, she's, like, definitely into that, seeing that she's been, like, drinking for a solid 12 hours and then to the psychic. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he pours two cups of coffee and hands you one, and he says, uh, M- Millie's in the hospital, she's okay? And what, uh, did, you, did you talk to her? Or? I, I don't think, I don't know. She's hooked up to so many machines, and she couldn't talk. I, they found her. And, and she was naked, Whoa. and she was attacked. I didn't really get to find much more out. I uh, went to grab the phone, and I was a little drunk, and I fell over, and they kicked me out of the hospital, basically. Oh. They, they, they oh, kicked man. me out. Uh, well, <laughs> he looks a little taken back by that. Uh, I, I guess they, they have their strict policies and procedures <laughs> regarding such things, but... Uh... Oh, like I'm the first person to be drunk in a hospital, please. Um, shit, half the surgeons probably are. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> well, I mean that's that's such great news. I I had hoped, but you know it had been a been a, f- a number of days, and you know usually uh, they say the for- the first forty eight hours are the most important. Uh, this is, well, where where is she at? She is at Roxborough Hospital. Yeah, she's at Roxborough okay. Hospital. Uh, I guess uh, she's probably not well enough for visitors if uh, she's attached to a bunch of machines, or what? Uh, how, how's she doing? I don't know. They let they let me in. I mean, if you want to go up with me, we could go up, and then you could go in, and you could tell them that I'm not drunk anymore. And then maybe they'll let me in. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure we could arrange a visit later. That shouldn't be any problem. Uh, he says, um, but... Uh, since you're here, uh, let me let me show you something. Um, I uh, was visited by the lady from the art gallery today. 
and uh, you might be interested in this. He gestures towards the back. Do you gesture towards the hidden pile of books where you stowed away the yeah uh, the chicken? I mean, this is in this is in a different room, so I'd have to. Oh, have to oh I see. I see. Okay. You have to take her back to the study room. Okay, so you take Heather yeah. back to the study room, and what do you show her? I say, um, Mrs. Bellagrosso uh, came by earlier and dropped off the uh, the statue, and uh, she asked me to repair it, hoping to later on. Uh, but, you know, I, I guess uh, I should get these pictures developed, because I took some earlier, and um, I was hoping, you know, we could show them to Millie and see if this is, in fact... The statue that uh, that she inherited. I guess uh, I'm not really sure if there's anything you know fancy or shifty that I should do. I I thought to repair it and return it to the uh, the art gallery curator, but I mean if it is her, I mean we should probably talk to the police, right? I mean she's in possession of stolen goods. It kind of shrugs. Can I can I ask a question real quick? Does the statue look like the thing that I saw? Did it look like that creature? Yeah. No, it doesn't. It looks like an old man. Okay. Walter holds it up into the light, you know, next to his visage. He's like, meh. No. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Do you pull out the statue, Walter? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he would probably uncover it to show her. Okay. You uncover it, you show her, and at this close a range there, Heather, give me a power roll. <laughs> oh, fuck. I never should have come to the bookstore. I hate this place. Fuck, I come to give you... I hate books! Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. 70? I have 70. You roll right exactly there? what you have? Oh, man. Yeah, what happens there? No, you, you just barely pass, but you pass. Oh, Jesus Christ. So you start to feel a weird kind of um, attraction or pull from this statue. But then you kind of shake it and off real quick. And, you. Uh, you kind of dismiss it as part of your hangover. Walter's like, uh, is everything okay? Uh, yeah, I just probably just drank too much. I, I, I don't know, maybe I'm car sick from the ride over here. Hmm. He uh, sips his coffee a little bit more. Um, well, uh... God damn, that thing is ugly. Yeah. I can't believe everyone's fighting over this. And well, it's all about, it's all about prestigious... Prestigious... Prestigiousness? Yep. Prestige? You nailed it. Prestige. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All about prestige. <laughs> Harbor scope. Skills good. <laughs> um, he uh, he covers it back up and uh, puts it out of sight. He says, "I'm gonna try and get some supplies later and see if I can repair it." Uh, during all that commotion at the gallery, something must have happened to it. And uh, before he covers it up completely, shows you the crack. Crosses his fingers. Okay. Says, uh, "With any luck, anyway." So you see the crack. Um. Heather, give me spot hit and roll. Let me know if you get an extreme pass. Okay. 
getting kicked all over the floor in the gallery, and some dickhead like boulder across the, the office. I love rolling <laughs> dice. This is the best part. That's pretty good. Forty-seven. Uh, sorry, it takes me so freaking long to find uh, fifty. Oh, that's not extreme though. Forty-seven out of fifty. It's not extreme. Extreme. Pass. So. Let's say you don't really see anything. You just see the crack in the statue, and you can kind of see into the statue a little bit. It just looks dark and black in there, though. Okay. Is it, like, substantial where I would be like, like, oh, yeah, all right. Like, I think she, like, kind of doesn't give a shit about the statue a little bit. She's like, all right, yeah, that's a a pretty bad, pretty bad scratch there. Yeah. So she doesn't seem too impressed by the statue at all she felt that weird pull from it but shook it off so not a not an issue walter i guess that is there anything else you have to say to her before she goes or uh yeah actually he says uh, hey uh since you're here there any uh books or types of genres you'd like to read Sure, there's something here that might uh, take you take your mind off of uh, some of the things that have happened lately. If nothing else, maybe if you visit Millie again, you'll have a little something to read uh, while you're there. You know what? Can I get a book on um, like astrological signs? Yeah, actually, uh, I love I I'm an Aries and I love reading about it. Well, I could suggest one of my personal favorites, but uh, yeah, he hands you a relatively thick book. It's probably about two inches or more around. He says uh, this, and uh, he opens it up and shows you uh, just some random page, and uh, he says uh, it'll show you the, um, the pairings of, you know, Aries mixed with any other sign. And uh, he flips through a few pages, and you see, like, Aries with Scorpio, and then Aries with Capricorn or whatever, you know. I'm going to say that this book probably goes into so much detail as to say what date you're born on, since it's a two-inch thick book. Uh, it goes into specific dates for Aries and things like that, so it's pretty immersive. It goes on further to say that uh, it actually splits up each of the uh, astrological signs into three segments, depending on when you were born. <laughs> Perfect. I love this stuff. I always read it in the daily news. They're always right. Always dead on. <laughs> well... Uh, hopefully you'll have as much luck with this then. Uh. Alright. So Heather, you get your book and uh, I'm going to say you go unless there's anything else you want to do accomplish there while you were at the bookstore. Oh no, I'm super hungover. Like I'm ready to go home. I've done my... You've done your part. My... Yeah. My my amends. Alright, so you gave, like, you gave your amends to Walter. Gave him a big hug and everything. Uh, you get home. And oh, I do write my number down for him to go to the hospital if he wants to go visit her. I'm sorry. Right. You write the number down for the hospital or your number? My number. Okay. So now you have Kathar's contact information. He says, uh, thanks for stepping in, too. Um, you know, uh, d- don't worry about that stuff before. It's, it's been such a terrible week. Uh, it's completely understandable. I'm just so sorry. I feel awful. Your your next your next course is on me. <laughs> That's great. Uh, hopefully, I'll uh, catch you soon for that one. Right, Heather. So you get home. Uh, we'll say it's about three o'clock. 
by the time you get home. When you get home, there's a flashing light on your answering machine, though. Okay. This is always weird. Okay. Yeah. So do you hit play? Yeah. Okay. You hit play on the answering machine. He goes, uh, hi, this message is for Heather Snakehole. This is uh, Detective Luke Thompson. Heather, calling you back, uh, you seemed pretty angry in your last message to me. However, uh, I'm calling to inform you that I am no longer on the case for Mildred Thiebly. Uh I work homicide and missing persons, and since she is no longer a missing person and is turned up alive, this is no longer my case. So thank you for not contacting me ever again. Beep! Lion sack of shit, That's motherfucker. So, it's not fair, because he was lying from the beginning. The dice told me he was lying. <laughs> there was something up with that guy. Yeah. Something up with him and his yellow fucking glasses. I think he was, uh, he was getting paid off. I was just going to say, is he connected? What was that? I said, is he, is he connected or something? You don't know. Shady. We don't. Um, <laughs> Better let, left to leave it alone. Okay, and Heather, the day kind of goes on. We're going to say you're kind of in and out of consciousness, kind of like Lenny has been all day. <laughs> um, but 6 o'clock rolls around. Just remind me real quick, Walter, around 6 o'clock, you're still working on your translations and uh, your repair of the statue, correct? Yeah, definitely. Depending on how long it took him to get back from West Philly, he probably left there around 5 o'clock. Lenny, you feeling any better towards 6 o'clock? I figure I'd probably get up, make some dinner, um, maybe exercise a bit, go for a walk or something. I don't know. Um, you know, get the blood pumping. Can't waste the whole day. I won't be able to sleep later. It's wise. <laughs> All right. So, as you guys are making up your dinners, things like that, or sitting down to eat, rather, maybe at a TV tray, eating in front of the television while it's going on, and That's exactly what I was thinking. 6 o'clock news comes on. And there you see Jim Garner in front of the uh, news desk. It says, top story tonight, a student from Penn is missing following the disappearance of another student at the prodigious university last month. Regina Fellows is the most recent student to disappear who has been seen on the campus last this past Wednesday. And it cuts to footage of Regina Fellows' mother. It's, and uh, she's saying, please, if anyone has seen or heard from my daughter, I implore you to call the police and help us bring her back home. And it cuts back to the anchor. And it says, uh, the search continues for Michelle Wilson, who went missing from Penn's campus last month. And it switches over to the next news story. And that's what you guys hear at, at dinner. Mm -hmm. uh, Walter, what do you do after you, after you, are you working the whole night through? Um, he would probably stop at some point for some food. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, he was thinking he'd probably stay up late. Uh, I'd like to try to get this thing repaired and uh, back to Bellagrosa as, as soon as possible, just because it's just kind of creepy, and I just, I don't know. I got a bad feeling about it in general. Now, question. Are you going to put the original scroll back into the statue, or are you just leaving it out of it? No, he does not intend to reseal that inside. I see. Okay. 
So you work on the statue, you work on your translations. Lenny, did you do anything else that night? Uh, no. All right. Nothing specific I want to do. All right, so that takes us into Sunday. Sunday. Uh, I'm going to say everyone kind of wakes up around the same time-ish. Heather, you had off last night from your job. You work every other Saturday. But Sunday comes around, you don't work Sundays ever. And uh, we're going to say... that Heather gets up relatively early because she just kind of slept it off all, all night. Yeah. Uh, I would say she gets up around 10 or so. So kind of on early. the early early side for her. Yeah. Sleep schedule's all messed up now. Uh, what are you doing on Sunday there, Heather? Well, she probably feels great now from all the sleep. So she probably like mm-hmm. goes for like a jog, grabs some Dunkin' Donuts or okay. something. Does she have Lenny's number? Because, like, she would want to tell him. Does she have Lenny's number? I believe we covered that, yeah. Okay. Honestly, she definitely calls him to let him know, because she asked him to, like, ask his friends to look for her aunt. Okay, so you call Lenny uh, Sunday morning. Sunday morning, Lenny, your phone rings, and uh, what do you know? It's Heather on the other end. Hey, who is it? Oh, hey, Lenny, it's Heather. Is that how you answer your phone? (laughs) <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, I guess it's a habit, yeah. yeah. Most of the time, I don't want to talk to nobody. Uh, what's going on? How are you feeling? How you I feel up? great today. How are you feeling? Uh, better than yesterday. Yeah, right? that, that, was a, that was a rough one. Hey, well, you know, I got the job done. Um, uh, So, I got a strange, a strange call from the hospital. My Aunt Millie is alive. The one that I... My godmother, the one I asked you to ask your friends about? No way. I mean, uh, the congratulations. That's, uh, that's <laughs> wonderful. I know. I mean, she's hooked up to a thousand machines, but... How the fuck uh, is she doing? I, I haven't... <laughs> I haven't been there today, but I'm gonna go, like, as soon as I get a shower and change. They, they kind of... I fell the last time I was there, and they knew I was drunk, and they kicked me out. So, wait, uh, so... She survived, and you, uh, well, that's understandable, I guess. Uh, uh, well, that's wonderful news. I'm happy for you. Uh, you know, I hope she pulls through and I'll, uh, you know, maybe I'll uh, get her some flowers. Well, are you doing anything later today? I'd, I'd really, it'd be awesome if I could get a ride. These cabs are really adding up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm not really doing nothing anyway, not till uh, work tomorrow morning. So, uh, I'll, uh, I guess I'll swing over your place, uh, whenever. All right, just Maybe maybe an hour. Just give me an hour. All right. So we're gonna say uh, around eleven o'clock. That's when you're gonna go pick her up. Mm-hmm. Do you call Walter and let him know that you're going to see Millie? Oh yeah. So I, I yeah I'll call Walter and let him know that. Don't worry about it. I got a ride from Lenny. Walter, are you gonna go up and visit Millie as well? Uh, though he would like to, I think uh, he <laughs> he probably thinks the uh, statue and things that uh, pertain to that are a little bit more pressing. Okay, so you continue with the statue. Um, Heather and Lenny, you get up to Roxborough Memorial Hospital around noon. When you get there, uh, they direct you to Millie's floor again. 
And you see some people going around with carts, food on it and stuff. Looks like they're serving lunch in the hospital right now. See any fries or anything? There's some fries, absolutely. Uh, fries and salad, but none of it looks like it has too much salt on it. Uh, or none of it tastes like it has too much salt on it anyway. That, that. Yeah, it's all gross. But the nurse says, oh, you're, um, you're Miss Thebley's niece, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, technically I'm her goddaughter, but yes, I'm her niece. I was her emergency contact. Is she that says, a drunk girl? <laughs> I know, I know they're talking about me. <laughs> yeah, you can see them talking, like, like, behind their back kind of thing, but <laughs> they, uh, they direct you to Millie's room, and the, the head nurse says to you, uh, Mills had a, a, a real quick turnaround. She's awake now, and as you walk into the room, you see Millie sit up in bed, and she turns to you and goes, Hi, Heather. Can I hug her now? Like, And I run over, because she's not all dead. <laughs> I hug her. You run over, give her a hug, and she hugs you back, and uh, it actually feels like a kind of a strong hug. Um, she doesn't seem weakened or anything like that. Just standing at the door, holding some flowers and head tilted to the side, looking huh? for any um, obvious signs of gunshot wounds. Yeah. As far as I know, she was unloaded on. How is this? How is she up and hugging? <laughs> Whoa, something ain't right. Yeah. Um, Heather, you are closest to Millie. Give me a spot hidden roll. Let me know if you get an extreme pit. I love rolling the dice. She's got a piece of paper in her head. <laughs> 45 no it's not an extreme pass yeah. um, so at least I didn't fall Millie sits up and she goes She goes, Heather who's your friend over there oh uh, yeah sorry ma'am I figured I'd give you two a moment uh, I gave Heather a ride here uh, I'm sort of just like a, a regular where she works uh, you know I just kind of look out for your your niece there sometimes she goes well anyone who looks out for Heather, or as a friend of Heather, can be considered a friend of mine, I suppose. Well, thanks, ma'am. Uh, it, it's nice to meet you. And she reaches out a hand to, to shake your hand. Uh-huh. Uh, I grab her hand. All right. And uh, she gives you a shake, and it's pretty solid handshake. Ah, quite grip you've got there. She goes, yeah, well, my dad always told me, you know, to let someone know when you shake their hand. You'll be out of here in no time. She says, yeah, I'm not feeling too bad. Set the flowers down next to her. You set the flowers down next to her, and uh, she says to you there, So, Heather, uh, I don't know how long I've been gone for. They said that they found me on Friday, two days ago, but the last thing I remember was being at home, and suddenly someone broke into my house. Do you, do you know who it was? Did you know them? I saw two, there was two guys, and I didn't recognize them, though. Can, could you, like, give a description if, if I, like, to the police? Uh-oh. <sighs> Probably. It's, it's, it's kind of a blur. I mean, it was dark, you know, uh, if you didn't recognize them. It was probably all happened so fast. If the traumatic experience, you probably don't remember too much. You know, that's not uncommon. I wouldn't even worry about it. <laughs> you know, you got to relax to ease your uh, your uh, healing. Since you're right, you know, I got to focus on getting better, I suppose. Heather, I like your friend over here. 
He's way more attractive than Walter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's a great guy. He's a great guy, Millie, but I don't... I don't know when you're feeling up to it. I feel like you should... You don't want these people doing this to somebody else. She says, you know what? You're right. I don't... I wouldn't want anything like this to happen to anyone else, so I'll do my best to try to describe the guys to the police when when I see them. Oh, I'm just so glad you're you're better. I mean, when are they going to let you out of here? You seem fine, I mean. She says, well, I don't know when they're going to let me out exactly, but... Um, and she turns to the head nurse that's still standing in the doorway there. Um, and she says to her, uh, when, when do you think I'll be able to get out? The nurse says, well, if you continue with this kind of progress like you've had in the past two days here, we could probably get you out of here within less than a week there, Millie. Uh, things are looking real good. And Millie turns to you, Heather, and she says, see, look, I'll be out of here in just a couple of days. Things will go back to normal, I hope. <laughs> oh, well, that's amazing. Maybe you'll even get to set your date back up with Walter. Hold on. I almost forgot about that. <laughs> but that was right. That when I when I when those guys broke into my house, that was the night I was supposed to go see Walter. But I don't know. Do you think I should call him and let him know that I didn't stand him up? Oh, absolutely. I've met him, and he's a lovely guy. You've met him? Oh, it's a long... You don't, you don't, you don't have to want to hear all this, but yeah, uh, I met him. I met him. Um, Do you go into the details, tell her about how you met him? It's kind of the one that found you. So you kind of go into the details, tell her, catch her up on everything that's happened between you, Walter, and Lenny. Did you include the part about the auction? I wouldn't. If you did start to, I might stop you. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, do you? As long as she don't say nothing. Okay. It's, too, it's a little too much. No, I don't think, know. I think she I would just, just tell her, up. like, how I met the, like, Walter, which would... During the investigation? Yeah. And then basically just tell her, like, oh, those guys, I think they broke in for that statue, that really ugly statue that you have. She goes, oh, yeah, the one I got from Uncle Charles. She goes, that statue is horrible looking. Oh, it's disgusting. Did, did it go missing? It's back now. Don't worry. It's, it's, it's safe. Okay. Well, that's good. I don't like the thing, but I, I, I was wondering if it was worth any money. Well, your boyfriend Walter has it now, so. Oh, really? That's strange, but it would give me a reason to talk to him again, that's for sure. Exactly. You can go back to Shea Voo Voo. I don't think that's how you say it. (laughs) (laughs) So you get done uh, talking to Millie, and she seems like she's doing all right. You guys, both you and Lenny, leave the hospital. We're going to say it's around 1 o'clock. We'll say you spent about an hour with Millie there. Okay. A uh, very awkward hour for Lenny just kind of standing there. I wouldn't yeah. have stayed in there the whole time. I probably would have stepped out at some point as long as they weren't talking about Tommy Slick. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, went to the vending machine or something, got some coffee and waited around. All right, so you weren't just standing there like an awkward dick the whole time. <laughs> Not the whole time. But you guys uh, meet back up, leave the hospital. On the way back, both Heather and Lenny give me an intelligence roll. Oh, 
shit, I dropped one on the floor. Hold on. That's sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what she rolls first. <laughs> I'm six over. I might spend it. Yeah, my intelligence is 85, and I rolled a 38. Damn, she's smart. Wow, okay, so that's a hard pass. So... Yeah, but she's, she's got a drinking problem. She's smart, but... <laughs> Heather, you get this idea that um you remember that they were taking down everyone's names and everything at the art gallery and just in case you wanted to get in touch with anyone there they might have the information for other people at the art gallery at least their names as far as you know and we're going to end the episode there we'll get back together next time guys until then remember sanity is overrated Hey, this is George. Just a quick reminder to like, follow, and review us if you like what you're hearing. You can email us at contact at thatcthulujohn.com with any comments. And you can follow us on Instagram at thatcthulujohn.